everyone, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. This is episode 262. On this episode, we're going to be talking all about our holiday gift guide, Switch sales numbers that seem to be declining, and also Play NYC and a big Nintendo meetup that happened over the weekend. We'll also go for some quick headlines and, of course, talk about the games we've been playing. But uh, before we get into any of all that... My name is Steve, and uh, I'm just great to, grateful to, to be here with all of you and talk video games. Of course, joined by my co-host, Barry. How's it going? Hey, Steve. Always a pleasure. And uh, yeah, it's just been, been a time. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a time. And our other co-host, Greg. Hey, Greg. How's it going? Things are going pretty good over here. I had some great uh, gaming time over the last few weeks. Ready to get going on another podcast. Cool. Cool. Well, we go live uh, pretty much every Monday, and uh, we encourage you to join us live every we, other every other Monday. I did. <laughs> I, I, I left out every other, didn't I? Every yeah. other Monday. Yes. Sorry. Those those off days. You can listen to old episodes on those off days. Uh, but we are every other Monday, and uh, we go live on YouTube and Twitch at eight thirty p.m. Eastern Time, five thirty p.m. Pacific Time. And we absolutely love you guys joining us in the live chat and uh, throwing all of your thoughts about what we talk about, all the games you've been playing, all the opinions you guys have about the news that we'll talk about and everything else. And just the, the general chatter that uh, that always happens within the chat room, uh, usually of them, you know, also catching that I said something wrong or that I time travel or something like that. Um, so it's usually my mistakes do involve something to, to get to do with timing or pronouncing something Japanese. One of the, <laughs> one of those two things will happen in every episode for sure. So, <laughs> but uh, we are also on uh, social media. You can follow us at Nintendo fuse on Twitter. We absolutely love you connecting with us. We do some giveaways uh, over there uh, every once in a while. We, like, we gave away some play NYC tickets and we'll talk about a little bit more about play NYC. So congratulations to all those that won. I hope you guys had a great time. And also if you have not joined our discord yet, we absolutely like just love connecting with you and just the growing community we have over in our discord. So the link is on the screen. It's free. Just join it. Uh, also the link is in the show notes or the YouTube description. And if you're listening to this on audio and you've never checked out the video, we are on YouTube, uh, our archive of all of our episodes, the video versions, uh, are on YouTube, but you can also watch us over on Twitch live. And, uh, yeah. So all those links and everything, everything in the show notes, YouTube description, all those different things. And we would love for you to, to check it out. Uh, but let's jump into what we have been playing recently and, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna switch it up, change the order up a little bit tonight. We're gonna go to Greg first. Alrighty. So, um, pretty much since the last podcast, I got a little time with Oddworld, um, Soulstorm, which we'll be talking about all three of us in a little moment here. Um, but for the ones I can talk more in depth for, was uh, actually loaded up Super Mario Maker Two. So several podcasts ago, we referenced like those full. Um, game worlds that were made more recently and I checked out like the 1-1 world and made it through like the first like three worlds and by the end of world three things have really gotten spicier and really hard so like, if you can imagine the original level of Mario 1 getting any more difficult then you really should check out this super world because it's very incredible and will really test your platforming like 
platform abilities. Um, then I also checked out Witchcrafty. I had also mentioned on several podcasts ago that I was interested in it, and I thankfully got <clears throat> I, I got a copy of the game. So then I was playing through it, and it seems like it's a lot of fun so far. It's a little like action adventure game, kind of almost like a link to the past kind of style, like side scrolling thing, and you go around collecting like different items and going through like collecting gems. And then you like eventually start learning spells to take down obstacles and stuff that are in your way. So like I learned the fire spell and made it through like the first forest area. And I just had a, quite a blast playing it and looking forward to playing some more. Cause it is actually honestly quite a blast to play. Um, and then pretty much my two like staples for last several podcasts is the, Fire Emblem Heroes, which is just going through the wrapping up the books um, six now. So book seven is going to be right around the corner. And then also still playing a little bit of Roblox with Adopt Me with my daughter and just having a, quite a blast with that. They wrapped up like a Halloween event over there and it was just kind of fun to play through with their mini games and collecting the limited time items available. Nice. Nice. Uh, let us know if what you're playing in the chat. We'll uh, refer to it throughout the episode as well. But uh, let's head over to Barry. What have you been playing over the last couple weeks? Yeah, so uh, on the Switch, I'm still doing Pokemon Unite, still doing daily. There's a Halloween event still going on, so I've been working on that. And like Greg mentioned, uh, Oddworld Soulstorm, which we'll be talking about in a bit. Uh, but I also alluded at the end of the last podcast that this was the, well, that was the start of like a waterfall of just releases, just back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back releases of of games that I really wanted to play. Like, the back end of this year is insane. So I'm like, oh my god, I've got to try and tackle these games to the best of my ability. Uh, So on, uh, I I was working on Mario and Rabbids last time, so I finished it and got 100%. uh, And just in time for another game, which I'll get to in a second, but uh, Bayonetta 3 was one of the ones that came out. So I got to play and beat Bayonetta 3. I did not 100% it. I did not go for all the... There's the three different... There's the crow, the ca- uh, cat, and the frog in each level. I did not go for that. Some of those cats and birds were driving me crazy. I'm like, no, I'm just, I, I hate collecting moving objects. Um, but it was a lot of fun. I see where some people might have some criticism with the story, but I liked what they did with it. I, in fact, I really liked what they did with it uh, because I love multiversal stories. So this is that, um, very much so. And uh, the ending leaves it in an in a interesting direction, which I can see some people loving and some people hating. Uh, for me, I'm, I'm a little indifferent on it, but it was, it's a blast to play. And Jennifer Hale did a great job. And I see, I, I, I think I see the cameo that they wanted Helena Taylor to come back for. And it would have been really cool if she did, but she didn't. So Jennifer Hale just knocked it out of the park as far as I'm concerned. So I'm glad mm. I didn't boycott the game. I uh, had a blast if you like action games. And it wasn't there wasn't that many lines. I mean, like, there was just not that many lines overall. Yeah. Um, but uh, what I'm playing right now, and I'm still playing, is Harvestella came out last week. And I have been playing Harvestella almost nonstop. <laughs> it's a bigger game than I expected. I think it's like nine chapters. And I'm still in chapter three because, because it, it like branches of like three different sections. It's almost like chapter three is the equivalent of going to like a link to the past to get the three pendants. Like that mm-hmm. whole thing is like one chapter. 
Um, but what's interesting is in order to get to like the, the, the equivalent of the three pendants, uh, you got to go through like these area dungeons and the way the areas are like they're designed where there's like a beginning, middle end and there's like checkpoints, but it's really tough to do it in one day. Like it'll take multiple days, especially if then that's just getting through this area and that's, that's not, you know, doing extra stuff. You get an extra town after that with a bunch of side quests. There's tons of side quests, great side quests. Uh, the combat works. The job system is a lot of fun. In fact, I'm playing a mage. I didn't think I would play a mage, um, but like there, the do there's no real dodge mechanic, and I think especially coming from Bayonetta, where I'm like, oh, I'm attacking, attacking, dodge, and I can't do that. So I'm like, I'm hurting myself, and then I gotta heal by using food, and I gotta cook the food, and that takes resources. So I'm like, I'm gonna play a mage. I'm gonna have my party go in there and tank, and just stay in the back and cast. Um, the farming mechanic is not a big deal. Like you do it, but it's so simple. Hmm. Like if that's if that's like, oh, I'm not gonna touch Harvest Delic because it's farming. It's so simple, and and minor. Like this is really well done. It's like Rune Factory, but with even less of an emphasis on the farming. Uh, it's a full RPG story. Uh, really cool characters. Uh, it's got like a Persona style thing where you can like gain reputation with characters as well. And you have to choose your time wisely. And some quests will take you, you know, five minutes. And and like one quest I did today, where it was like, like, oh yeah, you want to wait with me? And you could choose to wait. And if you don't wait, you don't conclude the the the, the story. But if you wait, like it legit will take the whole day. Uh, and then I get if the quest finishes and it's nighttime, and it's like, well, there goes that entire day worth of doing anything because there is a clock and it does, you know, tick on. So. Uh, there's an infinite time. There's no like, oh, you have to do this by a certain amount of time, but there's only so many things you could do in a day. Uh, a lot of fun. Definitely, definitely recommend. In fact, my plan was to finish Harvestella by tomorrow to do God of War or Sonic. And I'm pushing both of those aside because I'm nowhere near done with Harvestella and I'm having too much fun with it. Hmm. Um, but I also, on the PS5, played Star Ocean, The Divine Force, which was another one of those games that came out right before Bayonetta, a day before. Love the Star Ocean series. Did not fall in love with the previous entry. Uh, it was okay. It was like a decent, but the Divine Force was fantastic. They it, it, they they did a lot right with this. And I think my only criticism of the game would be there's a lot of false endings, mm. and it, false endings are fine. They're they're typical in an RPG, but when you do like four false endings. By the third one, you're just like, can we just over it now? Like, come yeah. on. Like, 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 I'm ready at this point emotionally for this to be done. Yeah. Um, and there is two paths you can pick, two different characters. And they're together for the majority of the game. But they do branch off at parts where one character does one thing, one character does another thing. So you only see one side of that story. And then they meet up. And like, oh, why is this character here? Oh, I'll tell you about it later kind of deal. Uh, you, the objection is to play it again. But, but I, I'm not going to. Not anytime soon. But I will say it's a shorter RPG. Like it's between 20 and 30 hours. Like it's not a hundred-hour thing. It's it's a good length. Doesn't overstay its welcome. Although if you're not a big fan of false endings, you're gonna get a lot of those. Um, it actually goes to multiple worlds. I was scared. I was like, oh no, this this is gonna be like Star Ocean 5, where we're on one world the entire time except the very very end. Uh, but no, it, you go to multiple planets. Uh, all, more of that at the end. But at least you do go to multiple places. Uh, great cast of characters. Combat is fun and it's fluid. And the, the you have like flying mechanics. You can fly around the. It's just a lot of fun. 
Uh, unfortunately, not on Switch, but it is a lot of fun. So Square Enix has been hitting it out of the park this this uh, second half of the year. Uh, PC, speaking of Square Enix, still doing Final Fantasy XIV. And on mobile, still playing Mario Kart Tour. Cool. Cool. Going to the chat, looks like uh, Jigster has been uh, playing or actually finished up. Uh, post-game story for Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, Explorers of the Sky, and started special s- episodes. Got to the fifth Star Spirit in Paper Mario, and I'm still playing Mother 3. Also made an attempt to play Mario Superstars, but it crashes at like 9 out of 15 turns. And makes him consider burning it. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I've I've had a couple games uh, recently that uh, that have made me want to um, not burn it, but stop playing because of crashes and some different issues. Uh, in fact, I'll get into that in just a second. Um, but uh, but yeah, we've been playing uh, as as we mentioned earlier, Barry and Greg and I have been playing Odd World Soulstorm that we'll be uh, getting into in our game chat and just a little bit uh, more of that. I also went back and uh, played Car- more Carl, and uh, I have I have some amendments to my to my. Uh, uh, review or my thoughts on the game from from last episode. Um, there are a lot of glitches in this game, and uh, I wouldn't say it's not riddled with them. Like it's not like every time you turn around, there's a, there's a glitch, but there's a lot more than probably should be in there. And um, luckily, you know, like they'll be working on it, and they'll have patches and and stuff like that and everything. But but I did find several. Uh, I ended up. Um, the, the boss that I thought was ridiculously hard is still incredibly hard, but it was much easier after I took Barry and Greg's advice to actually level up my player and, and, uh, level up Carl and, and all that stuff. And the rest of the game was like, there's really the boss levels are the harder part. The bosses are pretty easy. The boss levels are the hardest part of it getting to the boss. Um, but thankfully for all the, the, you know, the, uh, what do you call those? The, uh, the check checkpoints and stuff like that, then, you know, it's, it makes it a lot, you know, better and less frustrating and stuff like that. But there were several times where, yeah, it happened once with these guys after, after the last episode. And then it happened like three or four other times where I found like game breaking glitches that totally froze me. I couldn't progress anymore. And I was like, this is kind of a, a pain. Luckily every time I, it didn't keep the uh, the orbs or whatever I've got to collect the three ships. of the ships every time. But the other things that I collected, I didn't lose it. So it did save them every time, uh, even if the game glitched out and stopped. Like I, I rebooted the game and I already had it. So that was that was really nice. Like I was that would have been really an annoying if I if I lost it altogether. But um, but I still had fun with it. But there there are some glitches that you could find. Basically, just don't go exploring too much. I'll just say that. Um, if it's not obvious that there's something there to get, don't go for it. You're probably not supposed to go there. Uh, <laughs> um, also ended up playing uh, more of Mario uh, and Rabbids Sparks of Hope. Surprise, surprise. And uh, beat the game. I did not 100% it like Barry. Uh, I think I'm like 84% or something. Like there's, I got a lot of it done. Um, and I think... it's probably going to be one of those that I'll go back to here and there and maybe eventually get it closer and closer to hundred percent over time. Uh, but it's not something I have to do, but, but, uh, but yeah, I was really, 
pleased with the the ending. I kind of saw it coming a little bit, some of the twists and stuff that they have at the end. Um, but it was is still really well done, and uh, yeah, I'd still highly recommend that game as well. Um, and also, I went back to a game that I forgot that I had gotten a uh, a code for um, for Lego Brawls. And played, I'd say, about 15 minutes of it. And that's about enough. Yeah. That good, it's, huh? It's, I mean, it's okay. It's for kids. It's definitely for kids. It's for a younger audience, for sure. It's a it's a very young version of, of like, Smash Brothers with Lego characters. And it's it's, like, one button for the most part the whole time. And you do have a jump button, but you have other actions that you get, but only after pick up, picking up certain items and stuff. So, um, yeah, it's and it's the hit the hit boxes and all that stuff are a little off, and you don't you don't even like get any like action. And when you beat someone, they just disappear um, <laughs> because it's made for kids. They don't even fall apart like they do in other Lego games. They just disappear, and you're like, oh, I guess I beat them. Um, but you know. It's okay game. If you if you have kids, you might want to check it out. Um, but uh, then played some Rocket League and some Clash Royale, uh, of course. So still hadn't played nearly as much of either of those games because most of my time was spent with uh, Mario Rabbits, Carl, and Oddworld. But um, yeah, so that's the games we have been playing. Again, if you have uh, if you're in the chat, feel free to let us know what you have been playing. But if you're watching this after the fact on YouTube, let us know in the comments. We'd love to know what you guys are playing. Um, but if uh, you're, if you're listening to the podcast and there's like you don't have comments, um, be sure to like toss them in on our social media or Discord or something like that. We absolutely love uh, hearing what you guys have been playing, what you're liking, what you're not liking, and all that stuff as well. But uh, let's jump into our game chat for this episode and uh we're gonna talk all about odd world soul storm yeah so uh, thankfully to uh we got codes from microids for uh, odd world soul storm so thank you very much uh just full disclaimer uh, odd world soul storm is the next entry in the odd world series i believe it's a, it's a remake of the first game actually um it came out or it's coming out on november November 18th for the Switch. Uh, it was developed by Oddworld Inhabitants and again published by Microids. Um, this is a two-dimensional uh, platformer, but it's more than platformer. And it has like stealth. It has uh, escorts, uh, almost almost like lemmings. Uh, it's got some kind of puzzles, uh, different types of physical puzzles, like physics puzzles, like with with angles, with throwing things. Uh, very challenging and, and a game that will test your patience. Thankfully, has a lot of checkpoints. Um, beautiful graphics, um, interesting story, uh, beautiful cutscenes. But I'm really curious what your thoughts are on Oddworld Soulstorm. So uh, let's go to Greg. It should be pretty fresh in your head. So, what were your thoughts? Well, I just want to preface, I've only completed the first level because I pretty much remembered we were covering this on tonight's podcast. So it was just like a few hours before the podcast of actually playing it. Um, I just said, put it off and couldn't put it off anymore, pretty much. But um, the I really enjoyed those cutscenes that you were saying, like talking about. They're very, like, very articulate and very like detailed. And like all the story elements are very like strongly represented and definitely got me very engaged and interested to see 
where it goes. Um, the actual gameplay, it seems like it kind of worked for me for the most part. I did have a little trouble kind of doing some of the jumps and controlling. Like the movement is not quite as fluid as I was expecting, but I'm sure it's just like a learning curve that I need to pick up on. And then in addition, like the actual, like when you're equipping items was kind of difficult for me at the first time, like when you first get the water bottles for the first intro cave. So like it was saying to like go into your inventory and then you can equip them. So then I hit the X button and it opened up an inventory. And then I was trying, I was see the water bottles. I'm like adding it and that's adding it to these unknown areas of the interface. And I'm, trying to then put out the fires and it was not allowing me to throw any, like it was throwing empty air because it wasn't in my hand. So like after, like it took at least like 10 minutes for me to figure out what the heck was going on. Like you actually have to hold down X and then it opens up an actual menu to equip the bottles. And once that was solved, then it was no problems going forward. But I was kind of uncertain why they would have a button do two different functions in two different areas that didn't accomplish the same end goal. But I don't know if you need the full inventory like later on for other things, but um, having that go to two different areas and doing two different things in my eyes seems awfully confusing. and was somewhat difficult to figure out the first time through. And I had to reread the hints like several times, just like realize I was missing like, oh, hold X and not just like press X. Yeah, but I did make it through the first level. I found all four secret areas. They were like not terribly too secret and you could actually find them. Like I was finding some of the hidden jelly things and I didn't get them all, but I got most of them. Um, I probably missed, I didn't realize there was gonna be lots of secrets in the level. So I wasn't really thoroughly exploring in the first parts of the game. So it was probably like the, in the first parts of the first level that I didn't get to. So, um, Overall, I was very interested, and it seems pretty like a solid game to going through and playing more of later down the lo- down the line. I don't know what you thought, Steve. Yeah, I uh, what you're saying is <laughs> definitely it's 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 striking a chord with me as well. And I was like, oh yeah, 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 I can totally see why he also. Yep, Greg also struggled with that. Okay, good. Good. That means I'm not just alone in this. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I'll say from the very beginning, uh, Barry alluded to this earlier. The game absolutely looks amazing. Um, one of the best looking games on the Switch for sure. I I don't know if it's using that that extra software that's enhancing the graphics or not. But if it's not, I I don't know how they're pulling off some really strong HD graphics. Like, I, I mean, it, I wouldn't say that it. It, you know, borderlines 4K by any means, but it is really good looking uh, HD graphics for sure. Um, even the mouths, I thought they, they did a really good job with a lot of times Nintendo games, especially don't the mouths don't line up with the speech, but this one did really well. And then the cutscenes they lined it up really well. It wasn't like really, you know, disconnect and stuff. Um as far as the graphics as well, like the 2D, uh, the 2.5D, kind of 2.5D uh, is usually good, but I, w- I did get frustrated by the camera sometimes. I wish it would have swung a little bit earlier to see where I'm going. It kind of dragged a little bit. And I feel like that's a little bit what I had problems with overall is the game kind of it dragged along like where the camera wasn't going where it wanted to. I wasn't getting button presses like I, as quick as I wanted to. I wanted to jump quicker. I wanted to to fall down. It was a little floaty 
And, and because of that, I got frustrated a lot of times. And I think the game is difficult by design, but I think the controls make it ever so slightly more difficult. And that gets frustrating. If it's just the game difficulty, I can deal with that. It's something I have to overcome. Those are video games, right? But it, because of the controls, I'm like, I don't know if this is where it needs to be just yet. It needs to be fine-tuned. However, I do want to say when I was talking with the, the PR people, they do have a day one patch that's supposed to come out to fix some of those issues. So there's a chance that, or I don't know if it's day one, but very, very early on, there's supposed to be a patch that that might fix some of these issues. And if it does... Awesome, because that's that's what I need, and 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 hopefully it'd be make it a better experience for everybody. But uh, but yeah, those are the general impressions. I've got some more of the thoughts too, but I'll let you talk, Barry. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna echo a lot of what you said. The the game is gorgeous. The I didn't have as many problems with the camera, but I did have some problems with the controls, especially some of the jumping, like some ledges. I felt I should have grabbed onto, and I didn't. And other ones, I'm like, I'm no, 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 we're gonna make this ledge. You know, grab and then they did and i was like yeah. okay so there's little inconsistencies there um the game itself i'm not a big gamer when it comes to frustration uh like if it's frustration like a precision platformer where it's like oh i should have made that jump uh and i missed it that's on me like if i have full control great um this had two elements of frustration that i absolutely hate uh, one is the throwing mechanic, mm-hmm. the aiming. Uh, it very anything like with the physics reminds me of Trine, uh, which we had <laughs> a very interesting experience with Trine uh, several years ago. And I learned very quickly when playing that game, I do not like anything like this. And that's what this throwing mechanic reminded me of. Because like, put out the fire, and I'm throwing, and like, you have to hit this one little spot to finish it off. And I'm like, yeah. really? Come on! And you're um, juggling like three buttons usually. Yeah. Like to to and and trying not to. To Greg's point earlier, you have to hold down the X button, select the right direction, but then you let off that. You may start moving in that direction. So you got to mm-hmm. let go, then hold down the L button to aim, then hit the other button to throw. And it's yeah, it, it's a lot of juggling there. A lot of juggling. And there's also uh, inventory. Like this, It's not like you have unlimited bottles. You have a, a finite amount, and you have to get more. So as you're wasting ammo, like that just adds to the frustration. So that's, that's strike one for me. And it's for me. It's, you know, I'm not saying it for anybody else. The other thing is I when, – when Lemmings first came out, it was a big thing. And I remember getting it on the PC. Like, oh, everyone's talking about Lemmings. And I hated it. I hated it because it was frustrating. Because they were just walking off cliffs and like not listening, and it just became more and more frustrating to try to get as many lemmings to the end. And that's what this game is. <laughs> you have all these, you know, your your race that you're trying to save, and they are lemmings. Mm-hmm. They are stupid, yeah. and they will get killed and destroyed. And and they're, you know, if you don't care about saving them, you get the bad ending. But if you want the good ending, you got to save them, and then you get like extra bonus levels and stuff. And I'm just like. Like it, it frustrates me when I'm doing everything so great, and then the computer AI gets killed, and I have to worry about them, and like that, that pulls me out of the game, yeah. and makes me not want to continue. And that's again me. If that's something you're you're great at doing and you love doing, and it sounds up your alley, that is perfectly fine. But those two things, those two elements, were my biggest strikes against the game because everything else looks great. I you know I, again I had no problem with the camera, uh, you know, and even the the 
grabbing thing, the inconsistency, wasn't that big of a deal because there are a lot of checkpoints, which is a big plus to this game. But it did make it frustrating. Mm -hmm. And when playing it, there were times where those frustrations, because it pulled me out, just made me say, I would be rather be playing something else. Yeah. And, and I can say that, you know, if it wasn't for the review of us, you know, playing it for review, um, this is something where if I, you know, and I'll, be, I'll be buying the physical, you know, it's no secret. Um, but if I popped it in my switch to play and I started seeing these, I would have popped it out a lot sooner mm-hmm. and said, okay, you know, I'm moving on because time is finite and I'd rather be playing something I'm enjoying more. Mm-hmm. But again, those are, that's me. And I don't want to say like the game is bad because of that, because some other people love that. And if you grew up with odd world and you love the original odd world on the PlayStation one, this is a better version of it. I didn't like the original odd world then for a lot of those issues. So it's no surprise it carries over now, but, uh, Greg, what about you? Any, any big gripes or besides, uh, yeah, I I didn't really see, yeah, I didn't really see too much for like the camera, but it did remind me of a lot of like Donkey Kong tropical freeze where he Mm. does like that isometric thing. And then it still kind of seems like you're in like a 3d environment, but like, it's obviously it's all completely 2d, like while you're actually like movement and whatever, just like the plane just shifts to move in different directions. But, um, yeah, outside like the aiming mechanic stuff and having to like pretty much hold all the buttons down, it was for the most part pretty. I kind of enjoyed it when I was like saw like the sneak stuff. I didn't really have to use that in the first level, but mm. I usually am kind of don't really appreciate stealth segments. That's usually my biggest tipping point with like Breath of the Wild. Like I hated that stealth mission there. Mm. But mm. Um, so if there's gonna be a lot of stealth elements going forward, that's probably where I'll hit levels of frustration as well though so <laughs> that would be one concern i have but that's also for me personally i know there's obviously lots of people love stealth stuff that's why metal, metal gear solid is so successful so um yeah, yeah. I, so i recognize that not all stuff is for me but it does seem pretty like an interesting game for me to continue moving forward at least to maybe another level or two and see if it i still have enjoyment while playing through it so hmm. I'm yeah still, yeah yeah i think there there are definitely more stealth areas to come greg and there is one in particular that is in the third world i can't remember like what level it's on or whatever but it is an area that um two things have happened to me there so number one i broke the game so talking about carl earlier i also broke odd world um this is maybe one of those things that's going to be fixed in the patch so i'm just going to trust that you know they they we'll get this figured out but i just i wasn't even exploring something i was just trying to get through this level and jumped off one platform to the other and jumped apparently a little too close to the wall one time and i got stuck in the wall and the enemies are just like circling back and forth and i'm unable to move unable to pause the game's like soft locked and i had to restart it's restart it and at that point at that particular level i had been trying to get through that section so many times that I, if like Barry said, if it wasn't for the review, I, I wouldn't have went back to it um, because it was already frustrating and it glitched out and, and it froze the game. I didn't want to go back. Although like the very beginning of the game, the whole first level, the first world and everything with all the cutscenes, 
is amazing. It pulls you in. You're drawn into this amazing world. And I like, I want, I want to go there. I want to, I want to experience this. But by the third world in that particular stage where I was juggling, throwing, stealth, hopping from one thing to the other, and it wasn't grabbing like it was supposed to. And a lot of times I would miss a ledge and fall down to my death because there's enemies everywhere. And I was getting shot like crazy and enemy air fire, air fire, air fire uh, coming from the top, all these different things. And I was having to get through this level and then it glitches out. And that's, that was very frustrating. So unfortunately yeah, that there, you do get to those kind of frustration levels that, that I think, overtake unfortunately the amazing cutscenes and the amazing story and all these other things that are really really good about this game um it just it's not fully polished like it should be which is weird because it's a remake and an enhanced edition they've spent a lot of time on this game like i'm surprised that those kind of things still exist but, this also know. came out on PS4, 5, and Xbox, I think, last year. Mm -hmm. um, and there were bugs then when it, when the game launched last year uh, on those systems. So you would think at this point those things would have been polished by now because yeah. uh, it is a later Switch port. And I know I know, like the physical requires a download as well because it is a bigger game, uh, which is always unfortunate. And, uh, you know, by, by all our accounts, uh, it seems like the physical wouldn't be complete anyway because... This this coming up patch seems to hopefully, you know, alleviate some of these issues. But now the the game itself is on the eShop is forty nine ninety nine. So it's a fifty dollar price tag. Um, Greg, thoughts on the price? Do you recommend this at, at fifty dollars for somebody to uh, to play this, or is this a wait for sale or pass entirely? I would probably put this more as like a wait for a pretty um, decent sale or even like the pass entirely after hearing both like your guys's like commentary. I feel like sometimes we kind of like align on a number of things. And I think this is probably something that we kind of feel like more aligned on. So if, I mean, if you are absolutely into like, like stealth games and like the action adventure kind of style, then that's, easily a must buy for you but for like me personally i probably wouldn't pick this up at least unless it was probably at least like 50 percent off or so because like if there's gonna be freezing glitches that were preventing you from moving on and also like some of the difficulty of just like learning the games and the controls and it's already natural higher difficulty level i don't think that people will want to experience frustration unless that's the kind of games that you enjoy so that's where i would stand on that what about you, Steve? Yeah, I think I'd agree. Um, I think it's it's got so much potential, and I think that's the that's the hard thing is because if it if it hadn't been out for a long time already, and this is a brand new game, and we found this, and we're like, oh yeah, like it's got potential. If they fix the bugs, this could be a great experience because there's so much promising things in this game, like. The story, the cutscenes, the the graphics overall. The I like the platforming. I like the idea of, of it's not it's stealth, but it's not too much stealth. It's like the challenges are fun and all those things. But but this is this is a game that's been out for a while and it's been on other systems and they still have these issues and that's that's unfortunate. So I wouldn't say skip it all together. But if they fix some of the patches or some of this stuff with patches. Um, I'd still say wait for wait for it to be on sale. Um, you can find it for, you know, 25, 30 bucks. 
um, and you enjoy a good platforming game with an amazing story. I I mean, honestly, if if this is not an option, but if it were like just to just to get a, a download of a movie of just the cutscenes. Heck, watch those. They're great. They're fantastic. <laughs> like I want to, I want to watch an Odd World movie after this. <laughs> this is what I want to ex- experience. The game is a little too frustrating for me to recommend. Uh, I'm gonna echo both of you. Uh, I've never been an Odd World fan, so you know this isn't the game that made me an Odd World fan at all either. Um, I do think if you are an Odd World fan and you really enjoyed the first one, then yes, fifty dollars. It's a no-brainer because you already know what you're getting into. If you're unsure with all the other games coming out this year, and and if you pass games, if you haven't played them, uh, I definitely recommend waiting for a sale. Uh, Watch some other reviews in addition to ours. Look up some gameplay. See if it's your cup of tea. Um, And of all else, like Steve said, like YouTube the cutscenes because the cutscenes are really cool. And and again, like. This, uh, there's some games where sometimes the story is just better than the gameplay. And um, I think for me personally, this would fall into that. Because I agree, the story is intriguing and, and the cutscenes are great. The production value is up there. But, you know, even though I'm going to be personally pur- purchasing it to support, you know, it's still one of those things where if if you are not a hardcore collector and you're not into stealth and you're not into platforming and you haven't been in the Outer World series... Uh, I definitely recommend for a sale or or a skip entirely. Let's move on to our news stories. And tonight we're going to be mostly uh, talking about a couple updates. But the big thing we want to jump into is the holiday season. And whether you celebrate uh, all the different holidays or you celebrate some of them or you don't celebrate any of them. One of the great things about the holiday season, especially for gamers, is lots of sales. And so Nintendo just recently put out their sales, their Black Friday sneak peek. And uh, they have a sale that I want to make sure you guys know about because I think this is the first time they've ever done this. It's a it's a Nintendo Switch bundle with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Like you you guys hadn't seen this, right? (laughs) Never, never, never. Great idea. It's a fantastic idea. Previous years. I know that this game is never sold. They really should bundle this thing more often. <laughs> so, <laughs> surprise, surprise, the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe bundle is back again. And uh, I think they they finally put it with the with the new Switch, finally. Like, not the new new Switch, you know, that we've rumored a long time, but I think finally it is uh it actually is the the modern Mark II or whatever one that has a better battery life, and they've also they've also thrown in a uh, an individual one a three month membership to Nintendo Switch Online. So I guess that's something else they've added to the the bundle. I can't remember if they had that last year or not, but um, yeah, if you don't have a Switch yet, you've been waiting. And you haven't bought this this bundle any of the last six years, you know, now's your time to get it, I guess. <laughs> um, the Nintendo Online thing is actually there. Like when my daughter got that bundle, like it came with a three-month individual online uh, thing. But we didn't end up using it because she just joined. It just converted mine to the family plan. So Okay, cool. Uh, so that's, that's good at it converted it though um so we also have uh several games that are going to be twenty dollars or save up to twenty dollars on mario party superstars the legend of zelda breath of the wild animal crossing new horizons legend of zelda Link's awakening 
Fire Emblem Warriors, Three Hopes, and Bravely Default 2. So those are some top-notch games that are going to be, uh, you're going to be able to save at least uh, maybe up to $20 on those games. Also, Mario Kart Live is on sale again. I believe they did this sale last year as well, but uh, you're going to be able to save $40 on those sets, either the Mario or the Luigi set. And you're also going to get 33% off on select games like Mar- or, uh, WarioWare, Get It Together, Big Brain Academy, Brain vs. Brain. And uh, yeah, 33% off on those games and lots of other deals as well, including several deals on Lego Mario, uh, sorry, Lego Super Mario. Uh, so that's that's pretty great as well, up as 20% off of uh, those Lego Super Mario sets, as well as several other games that are going to be on sale as well so first of all what do you guys think about these deals and then we'll talk about other deals and and kind of holiday recommendations but uh first of all just uh just a quick response to these black friday deals from nintendo first you first you greg um well it pretty interesting to see that they keep going through with this mario kart bundle and why they're only doing it for the holidays and not just have it year round to begin with this kind of weird to be like for a starting point but it's kind of glad that they've at least updated the model so it has like the better battery life for those that are going to be new switch owners Uh, i'm kind of surprised that they only have like only up to 20 dollars on those first party titles i mean nintendo games don't usually go on sale but i feel like the ones that have gone like in previous e3s they've gone like at least like 50% off or something like ridiculous. Like I know there's been better sales on like Nintendo exclusive games. So I know for me personally, I haven't gotten Fire Emblem Three Hopes. So that's kind of exciting to see. I'll get some sort of discount on it. So I will 100% be picking that one up for when it's on its sale period. But like some of the other ones, it's surprised that it's not more than $20, like Breath of the Wild. I mean, it's the sequel's almost out already and like the, still going to be only charging like $40 for it. So it's true. Well, I guess you could always use it that extra $20 to buy the DLC, which is fantastic, but um, there you go. it is great to see the Mario Kart stuff like live stuff on sale as well. Cause I picked up one for my daughter last year. So um, she's been constantly begging to get the Luigi set. So then we can both use our, both like our switches together. So I might be finally picking up the Luigi version of that this holiday season as well. But yeah, in terms of the other stuff, it's not like the Lego stuff is I'm kind of done collecting and building on that from what I have. And I know that Hassan's been kind of collecting them as he goes. So that probably won't really help him out as well. So um, obviously if they had those really huge sets like the NES or something, I'd definitely take that for 20% off. But I think this is only the actual Mario Legos with that inner art, the interactive ones. Yeah, can't get the uh, can't get the Bowser at twenty percent off, unfortunately. Although I think I needed it at seventy percent off at the price they're trying to sell it at. <laughs> I'd still pay full price for the Hyrule Castle, though if they didn't put that out. But Barry, what do you think of all these Black Friday deals from Nintendo? Nintendo games just do not go on sale often, and you know, for most people, <clears throat> I tell them if you use a Nintendo game you want, just get it. Like, don't wait. Look, Breath of the Wild is still full price and is going $20 off, or you could have just paid full price in 2017 and enjoyed the game a long time ago by now. Uh, it's That's just Nintendo. As long as the games you're selling 
they don't need to lower the price. And Nintendo games are often, not always, but often in demand. Um, that's why some of the lesser games like WarioWare and Big Brain Academy are 33% off. Um, again, still not going the full, let's really give these guys a deal. Uh, and you could probably get Nintendo games cheaper elsewhere with other retailer deals going on. Uh, as for the Switch bundle, I still, I mean, I understand if it if it isn't broke, don't fix it. But you can add. You don't need to fix. You can add. You know what would be an easy pack-in that you're probably sitting on some? One-two switch. The game is not amazing, but it's a great showpiece. That should have been a pack-in mm-hmm. at the start. Yep. That should be a pack-in. Uh, even if you said, I don't want to do a physical version, just a digital download of the game, just just do it. Yep. That game is not selling. Most people forgot it exists. Let the kids play with it. They'll have fun Christmas eating their switches, you know, <laughs> whatever, you know. It's, just, it's not the games. It's not the games. <laughs> you know, they taste and they could, they could do other things. <laughs> you know, there's there's a lot of – hey, you know what? If they wanted to be real insane, they could have packed in a digital version or physical of Mario 3D All-Stars and put the Fire Emblem on there that you no longer can download. Hey, you want it, you missed out, you gotta buy a new Switch. <laughs> but they, mm. they, they have this enormous, enormous catalog at this point. We're over five years old, we're almost six years into the Switch. And, and it still feels like they're just afterthought. It's an afterthought. Mm. And it's almost a joke. Yeah. And I know the Switch is selling well overall. I mean, they're still selling, but you're 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 coming up on six years. You're coming up with another, you know, system. This could be the last holiday that the Switch doesn't have a competitor from Nintendo. Now, the, if it's not the last holiday, I would say by it's definitely the next to last. I can't see them going more without upgrading a Switch. I could be wrong, but make it something awesome. Yeah. Make it, you know, just come out with bang. You you have now you have the PlayStation Five. Now you have the Series X to compete with. Now there's actually Playstations on the shelves and Xboxes on the shelves. Where last holiday they didn't have to worry about that. So come out swinging, come out just swinging for the fences and throw some in there. Throw Breath of the Wild in there. The sequel's coming. You want people with Tears of the Kingdom, and maybe they, they, they've been waiting? How about Link's Awakening? Get another Zelda title in there. Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition is fine. Age of Calamity. They've got four Zelda titles you could pick from. Mario 3D All-Stars, Mario 3D World, and Bowser's Fury, Mario Odyssey. Like this, They could do more than just Mario Kart. There's more yeah. to the Switch. How about Smash Brothers? How about Smash Brothers with the DLC? Go crazy. You know, I, one of the things that jumped to my mind is I wonder, I mean, it's not one of those those kind of level games, but I wonder what would it, how would it do if they put, packed in Switch Sports? Yeah. All of a sudden they have a, they have a, we, we, uh, you know, again, could they, could they recapture at least a part of that, that experience again? And all of a sudden they're like, oh, these people that somehow avoided the Switch the whole time. And they're like, wait. Nintendo put out something that's better than the Wii with the Wii Sports I have, and it comes with the next version. I'll get that. That's know. a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. And if they, they did Nintendo Sports, 1-2 Switch, and still Mario Kart 8, 
with the three years or maybe go crazy and do or not three years, three months, maybe go crazy with six months free. Ooh, we're going crazy here. Uh, I think I think you would see them go significantly more. You would see them fly off the shelves. You will see it it just be the perfect holiday item. And especially if you're let's say you're buying a second switch, right? You got a kid, you're buying it for the kid, or you know, you're buying it, you know, you just want a second one around the house, and you get those games built in, boom, instant library for for them. Instant library. Mm-hmm. Mario Kart 8 is an instant game, but it's not an instant library. Yeah. You have one game and you don't get a choice. You know, and then that saves you. Then you don't have to spend extra money. I mean, Nintendo says, "Oh, you should spend extra money." There's still plenty of games to spend extra money on. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know why it was. It was fine the first Christmas. It was stretching it thin the second Christmas, and at this point, it's just a joke. <laughs> it's literally just a joke. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's still. Is it the top selling? switch game or is it it's like top yeah. five for sure it's in my top switch game i, I think mean it is because of these bundles yeah well it's and just I, like we and i wonder i'm like have they reached the saturation point it was like is is this at a one-to-one thing already like like stop it like pick a different game um or pick additional much. games with it you can yeah. still keep mario kart 8 there it's true if they have but, more stock they want to get rid of just throw something else in there with it Hey, you know what could have been even crazier? If they really didn't want to do much. Like, they're like, we want to do bare bones. How about throw in the, the the Mario Kart booster pack? Make it so that it comes digitally with the booster pack so that they get more games. Like, that would be, like, bare minimum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I guess that's, yeah, they're leaning into the fact that, hey, there's more booster packs coming, so we got to get more <laughs> more of the game out there. And well, Yeah, I mean, Mary Mountain's going to be right around the corner, to, like, next oh, yeah. month. That's true. true well let's let's broaden our horizons as well because you know nintendo doesn't put a whole lot of their games on sale there's going to be a ton of eShop deals there's always a ton of eShop deals but there's going to be a ton coming up this uh this holiday season for sure so make sure you do stay tuned to nintendo's page but also just your eShop on the on the switch if you are into uh downloading digital versions of games at all um make sure you check out that because they're going to have a ton of sales on eShop um as they always do but uh what other what other sales have you guys heard that people should be aware of or things that you're anticipating maybe based on previous years that you're like oh yeah this this is usually what we see and uh so people out there that are maybe looking for those really good deals during this season what do you know or what do you think is gonna be be popping up over the over the next couple weeks and months greg you got anything yeah, I saw that Nintendo Everything had like a post that both Amazon and Target have their buy two games, get one free. And so that a- applies to Xbox and to PlayStation games as well. So if you're a multi-console owner like Barry, then that's a good place to grab three games for the price of two. Um, I looked at the Switch-only ones for myself, and it was a lot of stuff that I either already had or wasn't really interested in. So um, unfortunately, I won't really be taking any part in that. Hmm. But I don't know if uh, Barry had any heard of any additional deals or whatever. I got an email today from Best Buy talking about their Black Friday deals, and they didn't have a buy to get one, but they have you know select games are on sale right now, and it's like gaming uh, accessories, um, but nothing like super crazy. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm sure as the you know as it gets closer, they'll probably announce more concrete stuff. 
And it wouldn't surprise me if Amazon does the, I don't know, I'm assuming they still do the lightning deals they used mm. to do. Um, they usually did gaming lightning deals where here's this game for like $40. Normally it's now it's like $5, like quickly get it. Uh, so you can get some really insane stuff that way. But I'm, I'm fairly certain every retailer is going to have some kind of deal. And now if they, if they stack, like if those games are $20 off those Nintendo games, and then they stack with the Amazon buy or the target buy to get one free, um, that's your best bet. But I would be quick about it because I'm assuming, especially the, the higher profile titles are going to sell out faster. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, and so, yeah, Black Friday deals, of course, probably Cyber Monday deals will happen, everything as well. So make sure you take, stay tuned to our Twitter. Um, but also on Discord, we have a, a holiday deals channel on there as well. It will be kind of throwing things in there and everybody in there will be tossing their their uh their thoughts and what they find so if you're all about saving money this holiday season on some games there's maybe some games that you've got had your eye on but you don't want to pay full price um and you know make sure you stay tuned to our twitter but also our discord um because that'd be a great place and uh yeah there's a lot of times where you know you're like hey we'll find the deal and it's nothing that people have advertised People will throw that in there and then uh, then other people can find it as well. Uh, so just thinking about the holiday season as well, maybe there's some people that have been that are listening or watching and they've got maybe some some money to burn a little bit. But they're they're like, I've got the game. I think I've got the games that I want, but maybe there's something else that I could get or maybe they're looking at accessories, things like that. So. From your guys' opinion, what what should be what should be the things that people should look out for, either for themselves or for maybe that that gamer and their family uh, that they're going to be getting some gifts for? What are some what are some things that people should look out for to add to their their uh, their Switch that maybe they have? Maybe they, all they have, let's say, is is their Switch and Mario Kart Eight Deluxe because they bought that bundle last year or maybe three years ago. What else should they be looking at and, and adding into to this? Maybe it's a game that you guys really enjoyed this year or an accessory that they should definitely pick up. Greg, you got any ideas? Well, I mean, once it re released this year, probably not quite as uh, many, but obviously over the previous years, I mean, you would probably would look for like Mario Odyssey or um, try to see if you can get that the 3d all-stars if you're able to get your hands on it anywhere um those would obviously make great titles to add or like new super mario brothers eu deluxe and other like mario games such as that and then there's obviously breath of the wild that we've already been talking about i mean this year has some pretty good games that i've heard you guys both been playing like the sparks of hope and also um what was it like Xenoblade 3 came out this year? I'm sure Barry heavily recommends that one. I still need to get back to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's definitely tons of great games out there and no shortage of ones to find. And unfortunately, some of those aren't really the ones that are really go on sale, like the ones that we've already covered. It's pretty much those really old ones. And then I think the Fire Emblem Three Hopes is like one of the more current ones that actually came out that will be on sale this year. But I'm actually kind of surprised that battle league wasn't not mario strikers battle league wasn't included mm. on that list it's true and even nintendo forgot about that game <laughs> <laughs> how yeah. quickly yeah barry what's your recommendations people pick up this holiday um i mean if if they just have the switch and the mario Kart 8 um first thing i would recommend is a pro controller mm. uh, especially if you're playing docked 
uh, Pro Controller is just so con- so comfortable. It's got like 80 hours or something stupid of life. Uh, just just yeah, get a Pro Controller. And I also recommend a like a charging cradle uh, for it. That you know, the charging cradle usually does the switch. Pro controller as well as the Joy Cons, uh, I use those all the time. A lifesaver, uh, so absolutely, that's one thing I would recommend. If you have multiple kids or family members, um, multiple Pro controllers or multiple Joy Cons just for you know use. Which I'm assuming you're going to have, even if you just have Mario Kart 8, because if you have a family, they're probably going to say, "Well, want to play multiplayer." But I just want to throw that out there. Uh, as for games. You can't go wrong. There's so many great games on the Switch. This year has been unbelievably amazing in terms of releases. But if you only had Mario Kart 8, like Greg said, you have five plus years of stellar first party titles. Like I was mentioning just earlier, multiple Zeldas, multiple Marios. You've got Metroid Dread. You've got multiple Fire Emblems. You've got all the Xenoblades minus X. You've got just so many fantastic games. Uh, Switch Sports. If, if your family enjoyed Wii Sports, uh, just you can't go wrong. You honestly can't go wrong. I also would recommend the NSO uh, if you enjoy classic games um, or the expansion pack if you enjoy even more classic games. Uh, and you can, get, you can get away with playing those and not buying new games. Um, but yeah, I would, I would say those. And I would also look at the, the indie scene. There's a lot of great indie mm-hmm. scene. Um, you know, there's a lot of fantastic third-party releases, and I'd be remiss if I didn't point everybody to premiumeditiongames.com because make the best stocking stuffers, get some premium edition games. You know, you I, go. I gotta. There you go. <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, yeah, I agree with you guys. Um, only thing that I would add would be um, think about an SD card. Like um, those of us where we were talking about this last week, um, even Barry, who's not a digital gamer at all, has already filled up his SD card. So like we hit like get a get it as big of an SD card as you can afford. Um, that's uh, and, and SD cards, those micro SD cards go on sale a lot of times around holiday season. So definitely make sure that you stay tuned to usually Amazon, Best Buy, have some amazing deals on those cards. So that's a, that's a great time to get one if you've been filling up your your uh, yours recently or your onboard you know storage um, if you're going to download any games at all even you know when it comes to like DLC and stuff like that you're going to need to uh, to get some space you know for screenshots and videos and stuff like that that you're you're just going to sp- fill up your space on your switch really quick um, and then I'd say as well um, there's a bunch of good cases out there so if you travel with your with your switch um, one of the like I got the the breath of the wild you know special edition I think all of us got that when when it first came out I don't use that anymore I, I got a, one of those thin ones that it just it's like a sleeve it slides in it comes with a small case of like you think you could put four games in there and put it in a little pocket and that's the one I use most of the time because it's incredibly thin slides right in my backpack. And I don't have to worry about it. And it's nice and cushiony, but it's not, it doesn't take up a whole lot of space in my bag. So um, there's a lot of bunch of, a lot of cases out there that uh, I'd recommend too. So if you get someone in your life or you're, you're someone that takes your switch on the, on the go, a lot of times uh, get them a good case as well. Um, any final thoughts about uh, games for the holiday season? I mean, just to kind of expand on what you were literally just talking about, if you find yourself like your hands are a little bit bigger or, possibly uncomfortable then also look into one of the grips if you play in mm-hmm. handheld mode because i certainly can't look back after i got my skull candy grip with my hard case so like that was amazing to have like a nice style grip that can really hold the system and fits better into my hands 
I like the split pad, uh, split pad pro from Hori. Uh, they they want to, it's so, so great. Then they have the, the turbo button as well, uh, which is awesome. And they got like back triggers that you can program to whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those are very comfortable. And like we, we got them back when it was just Demon X Machina, but now there's ones for like Pac-Man, Mega Man, you know, Pokemon, I think there's like a bunch of different ones, but yeah, mm-hmm. those are great. That's cool. That's cool. Well, let's move on to our next uh, story. And this is really uh, not exactly a, a story per se, um, but there's just some things have been going on. Um, so we, we normally will report on the NPD sales on our podcast. You know, every every so so many episodes, we'll give you the updates on recent sales for Nintendo and the Switch and the games and where they stand and everything. And for a really solid run, every time we'd go, well, Switches at the top again. Switches at the top again. Hey, go figure. Switch is number one. Switch is number one. Well, the last couple months has not really been the case. Uh, we found out from a couple different sources, but uh, one of them saying that, uh, yeah, Switch is number two in sales for, uh, I think, both September and October, I believe, or was it? August and September, one or the other. I think it was the last, if I, I'm, I may be mistaken, but I think it's the last two months that Switch has not been number one. And I think even before that, there was there was maybe some discrepancy around it, it was number one in sales, but not overall income because, and that's mostly because PlayStation is cost more. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so PS5 has been the higher seller within the United States, at least in terms of sales. I know, Greg, you got some more information around what's going on in Japan, and it's not exactly pretty. So give us a quick update on what's going on in that part of the world, and then we'll kind of get into some discussion around it all. Yeah, so if anyone follows the Kit and Krista podcast, last their last episode, um, last Thursday, what was that, the third, they were talking about the decline in Japanese, like the Japanese sales. So I think Steve has like the graph up there and pretty much, I think all the consoles like in Japan region are basically have all like suffered tremendously. So pretty much it's like the sales are getting to like near like nothing. Like that includes both like the switch and also like the PS five and usually the Xbox hasn't done exceedingly well in Japan to begin with. So, um, it's kind of a surprise to see that the Japanese gaming market is on a significant decline. And I don't know if that's because they're playing more mobile games or if they're more just not really interested as much in like actual gaming hardware anymore. So I don't, it's kind of hard to know until Nintendo announces their next system and to see if it is off to like a huge start like it normally is for each release or if it's just kind of a trend over this year where maybe it's finally people have gotten the systems and stuff that they wanted. And I know like the Sony had a hike actually due to price increase on their system. So that at least wasn't in the U S everywhere else. It took like a increase. So I don't know if that has any factor into it as well, but it's possible that the gaming scene is kind of on somewhat of a decline, at least for this year. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely seems like, especially this fall, it's kind of been down. September went up a, a little bit, but it has been, I think, it's overall decline the last few months. Um, Barry, what do you think about this? Is it's like 
Is there much to read into this or is this just how the industry goes? It goes up and down sometimes and we shouldn't really be thinking much about that. The industry is much like the stock market. It's going to go up and it's going to go down. I mean, any any business is going to have that. And uh, as I always say, like if it starts going down, don't panic. Like it will go back up. And we've seen historically that consoles will sell when big games are released. So if you look at, you know, September to October, you know, there were some some big titles, but not huge system sellers. I mean, Splatoon 3 is probably why September went up for the Switch, especially in Japan, because Splatoon is very big. But October, you know, had Mario and Rabbids and had Bayonetta 3, two series that are not huge in Japan uh, for the Switch. And the same with, with PlayStation. There wasn't anything big. And, and the same with Xbox. Um, at least big in the sense of system sellers. Be, you know, if you're a console gamer, you're, you already have the systems, you're probably going to play these games, but they're not going to move as many systems. Now, look at this month, right? November, you've got God of War tomorrow is going to help move PlayStation units. You've got Sonic Frontiers, which might help move some units across the board, but then you got Pokemon in a week. Pokemon is going to move units. It's going to sell systems. Uh, the Switch OLED Pokemon Edition also just came out this past weekend, a couple days ago, two days ago, um, and that's in November. So that is going to help um, sales go up as well. If even if it's just people buying it for the collector's purpose, even if they already have Switches, um, Nintendo knows what they're doing with that. So you're going to see these trends go up and down. And overall, the market is down. Why is the market down? Well, multiple reasons I would speculate. One, COVID took a hit on everything. Two, supply chains are backed up. So, you know, not, not every, you know, store is stocked with systems. Three, you know, with inflation uh, going up, food is costing more due to the supply chain. People that have less expendable income. Um, so they, they're not buying that stuff. Uh, so proximity to Black Friday, a lot of people are holding off for a Black Friday deal to see what's available if they're not going to play the game right away. Proximity to the holidays, well, I'm not going to buy this because I might be getting it for Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever you celebrate. Or family is going to be purchasing it just for those reasons to give gifts and waiting for Black Friday. Like, There's a lot of different elements at play. And then you're going to see the same thing in January, February, where in March, where it's going to come down a bit because you know, after the holidays, people don't spend a lot. They kind of recoup what they spent. Um, this is the trend is there. Um, is it lower? Like it always goes up and down. Is it lower than usual? Yes. Um, another factor is a lot of people have systems. You know, a lot of people have PS4s. A lot of people have Switches. And if you look at a PS5, there's very, very limited exclusives. Sony has been doing a lot of their games on both platforms. Even God of War coming out tomorrow. I heard that your PS4 Pro will run like an airplane jet playing that game, <laughs> but you can still play it. You don't need a PS5. So you could either spend you know, $500 or whatever for PlayStation 5 plus the game, so $570 plus tax, or you could just spend $70 or $60, whatever it is, plus tax. Uh, and for most people, if they don't already have a PS5, that might not be the game. They'll be like, I'll, I'll do the 60 plus tax and at least enjoy it. Um, that's a big deal. Uh, Switch over 100 million, well over 100, 100, over 111, 113 million, whatever it was last. Um, 
that's a lot of people with switches. So the majority of people that wanted those switches already have switches. So it's about getting new audiences that don't already have a switch. And that's when it becomes harder to do. So I wouldn't be too concerning. Now I did hear the Japanese market is, is hurting overall and Japanese companies. I know Square Enix came out and said, we need to appeal to more Western developers um, because they can't rely solely on the Japanese market anymore. That is a telling. Now, does that because of places like Steam? Is it because there's so many games out there? There's like, like right now, I mean, God of War comes out, Sonic Frontiers comes out tomorrow. I'm still playing Harvestella. You know, there's not enough time to play the games I want, and I want to give them all time. And that's me. And other people are having those very similar issues if you like a lot of games. So with so many games out, it's impossible to play them all. So games are going to be pushed back. Their sales are going to go down. Well, why Why isn't this good? Well, I can't play it right now. I'm going to wait for Christmas. Or I'm going to wait till I'm able to play it. Mm-hmm. I yeah. wouldn't wouldn't be too concerned but it is alarming nonetheless yeah yeah well then then the question goes now and i've seen a lot of people on online that you know not a lot but a few people that are you know thinking okay did, has switch has nintendo waited too long to release the next switch did they did they miss that 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 thing so they you know people when they analyze you know trends and all that different stuff they say it's it's better to to make change before you hit that peak and so did they wait too long have has nintendo already peaked with the switch and they're now on the down down cycle and and it waited too long to to release that new one to give it more energy to keep to take it to the next level or hey you know what it's it's gonna be okay you know they you know when they put out the next switch it's got the next zelda it's got the next mario it's got the next smash brothers it's got the next you know uh mario kart whatever it is and and you know it'd naturally do better um that didn't work for the wii u now granted the wii u is a worse system but it didn't work for that so i don't know like it's not just assuming that it's going to do well just because you put mario and zelda on there and pokemon um so greg what do you what do you thought think about all this yeah i i mean i know they're trying to kind of have had longer cycles at least since we because like we like really took had like a good was like six years before like the wii u even like came out so that was even like really pushing it and like the wii was you could really tell it was struggling like before like even before right before skyward sword it was like still like vastly struggling to um well still sd keep, like, when the world it was way 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 past <laughs> switching to hd yeah so i mean now we're like at the period of 4k so it's like how much longer can they really go like just continuing not embracing that to begin with but um yeah i mean the wii u kind of unfortunately suffered because <laughs> it was they had the huge success of the previous system and now the one that succeeded it had major success with the switch that's even surpassed pretty much all the other nintendo consoles outside the ds so like it's obviously exceeded expectations and met tons of sales targets and everything and it was largely popular but it's like even what i was kind of saying earlier like with the holiday deals like it still seems like it's kind of like i don't know it's like a downward like trend right now and it's like probably could use the, the successor to kind of get more interest like just like a nintendo and if it's backwards compatible with switch games and that's easily going to be 
a no brainer right there. So I don't know if we'll see any sort of announcement like earlier next year, or if like Barry was saying, like if it's really going to be until next holiday, we're still in this same situation that we are right now. So I really hope not. Cause I just based on the games that have released that not as, I mean, we haven't like got a new Mario game pretty much since launch. I mean, the last Mario game really was like Mario maker two before sparks of hope. So, I mean, that, that was, was a theory. Yeah, half a new game. Half a new Not game. even that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, and obviously like, New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe, I mean, but that was like a port. So, I mean, really it's been like Mario Maker 2 and Odyssey were like the main games. We didn't even get like a new Super Mario Brothers Switch or anything like that. So, I don't know. It just seems like it's on a downward trend, and I think they kind of need to get moving on announcing its successor or like get the pro model out there. Yeah. Uh, to touch on what you were talking about, Steve, have they waited too long? They might have. Um, in fact, I think they were planning on doing a Switch 2 or Pro prior to this. I think COVID and the supply chains and the chip shortage changed their plans. I honestly do. And I think they've yeah. been hoarding those chips ready for a launch. Uh, like I said, when now we those had... chips are two years old. Yeah. <laughs> That's it Nintendo. doesn't sound like Nintendo older systems. Like. <laughs> um, you know, we were talking about with Tears of the Kingdom a couple episodes ago when there was a Nintendo Direct. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they launched a new system with Tears of the Kingdom. And I think that is the best shot for them to do it, personally. Now, do I think whatever Switch 2 this is, is going to be, in terms of sales-wise, better than the Switch? And the answer is that is no. I do not. I think historically we've seen most follow-ups less. It kind of goes up and down. There are outliers. The PlayStation 2 was better than the PlayStation, but it also had the DVD thing. PlayStation 4 was better than the PS3 because you know PS3 went down. Again, it, went, it had that dip. Yeah. Uh, PS5 is doing very well right now, which is a lot of its hype. But at the same time, I don't know if you saw this, they announced the PSVR 2 is when it's coming out next year and they announced the price at $550. And I've seen a lot of people have that enthusiasm go, oh, no, not as yeah. on top of a PlayStation. Oh, like, like you've seen that. And even I'm like, maybe I'm going to hold off, you know, like, mm-hmm. like that, that you're seeing that more and more. So price is definitely a, an issue. Nintendo, sure. Nintendo historically, their systems have sold worse from the NES to the to the GameCube, it's a downward trend. The Wii was an outliner up, and of course the Wii U was was even worse than the 64. Um, and then of course the Switch is high. Uh, if you look at handhelds, you know again it's downward, GB, GBC, GBA until the DS, which was all the way up there, and then 3DS. While doing very well, it was never reaching the DS's heights. It just wasn't. So I personally do not see the Switch 2 or whatever the next one is reaching what the Switch does. But with it being backwards compatible, I see it having a long, healthy life. But they need to bring stuff to the table. More than 4K. 4K is the bare minimum of bringing anything to the table. Absolutely. Um, And it has to be backwards compatible. Uh, So I do think they waited a little too long, and I do think Real World had that effect. However... I do not think they're down and out. I do think that if they capitalize on Tears of the Kingdom and they capitalize on a new Pokemon, 
if you look at the 3DS, when that came out and that was struggling, the 3DS was struggling so badly they cut the price. After the 3DS came out, they were still supporting the DS with Pokemon. Pokemon Conquest and Pokemon Black 2 and White 2 came out on the DS while the 3DS was floundering. And it's like, why not put them on both? I'm not saying don't put them on the DS, but put them on the 3DS as well. Give them a Pokemon game. Um, so I think what we're going to see is I think we're going to see the same thing Sony's doing, right? The PlayStation 5 came out and Microsoft as well. The Xbox One came, uh, Series X came out. They're still putting games in the Xbox One. They're still putting games in the PlayStation 4. They said they were going to do that for a year. That was two years ago. They're still yep. doing that. Yep. Um, so I think you're going to see Nintendo put out a Switch 2 and those system sellers are most likely going to still be on the Switch. A bit worse version on the Switch. And maybe they'll do the same thing PlayStation does with like an upgrade. Like if you buy the Switch cart and put it in your Switch 2, it will download the Switch 2 version or I don't know. Probably not. This is Nintendo. Uh, again, make Nintendo is so, you know, <laughs> so well known for copying what Microsoft and Sony are doing. <laughs> um, Jared in the chat is saying that it says, take this with a grain of salt. But my local Nintendo rep said that uh, from what he heard that Tears of the Kingdom is struggling a bit to run on the Switch at the moment, and they're pushing for a new iteration while having it backward com- uh, backwards compatibility. Uh, that honestly, Jared, that that doesn't surprise me at all. I think if they're really going to push this game to the to the limit, like, and they should, then yeah, I bet it's struggling to to perform. Oh, yeah. on the Switch. I mean, that's kind of what happened with the last couple Zelda games, right? Like, that's why they they waited. I mean, of course, they were on that edge, but but no. it pushed. I I heard that it those those games Breath, did push. Breath the, of the Wild might have pushed, but they didn't delay it for that. They delayed right. it for the Switch. Not and that they Twilight delayed it for Princess that reason. Ran perfectly on the GameCube that's because true. the Wii was just a GameCube pretty much, that, and it ran that, great on both. Of that's us. a good point. Maybe I'm thinking of Breath of the Wild, and not not that that was the reason, but they definitely wanted on the better hardware for sure because it was going to be a better experience. Um, and so yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all and he's he's saying if true we get a special edition switch maybe even joy cons with it as well and yeah that that'd be to me that'd be a no-brainer um whether nintendo does it or not is a different story uh would probably be a special edition thing at nintendo new york only um oh so. god the first five people <laughs> that's right all right speaking of new york like that yes. transition uh we uh we had uh an event not we <laughs> we didn't put it on an event, um, but we uh, have been talking about an event, uh, Play NYC. It's happened uh, the last several years, and that happened this last weekend. We gave away tickets, uh, and so con- again, congratulations to those winners. So we had uh, people going there. It was a great event, I've heard. But uh, And then we also had some other things going on in New York as well, right in Barry's backyard. So Barry, yeah. tell us about... Play NYC and all the other stuff, the cool stuff that happened in New York this last weekend. Yeah, so uh, this weekend in Rome, New York, there was the Extra Live or uh, Extra Life charity event, where a bunch of different podcasters went up to Rome, New York, to stream and play for charity. But before going up to Rome, they stopped in Manhattan and decided to go visit the Nintendo New York store. Um, so, which is really cool. So I'm like, all right, you're in my backyard. So I was the Nintendo Dads, all four of the Nintendo Dads podcasts I've been on, great guys. Nintendo Pals, another one that you're good friends and I, I've been lucky enough to be on, as well as Sean Capri with Carpool Gaming. Uh, I was over there and I, I was on one of his shows as well. So I'm like, all right, you guys are so close. 
I'm going to go. And there was a bunch of their community members came out who lived in New York that came out to see and hang out. And uh, it was just a really fun event. It was a two-hour event. The weather was beautiful. It was like 74 degrees. Uh, perfect. We were just hanging outside in Manhattan, uh, right outside of New York, uh, Nintendo New York. And first time I've actually been to Nintendo New York uh, in so probably since 2019. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, the Game Boy that was damaged in the Gulf War is no longer there. They, it went back to Redmond. Yeah, yeah. About I that. heard that there's yeah. rumors of uh, maybe putting together a little museum out there. I don't know if it's happening, but that's that's the rumors yeah. I heard. That would explain why it was no longer there in Nintendo. They had a they had an uh, Amazon they had a Amiibo display, uh, but it was just a ton of fun. Uh, beautiful weather right outside, you know, Rockefeller Center. And uh, it was just great to hang out with everybody and see them all. And they went up to Rome after that. Uh, I took my, my wife and I, we, we were there. We took uh, the Nintendo Pals through, uh, through Times Square. They'd never been. So it was, I love seeing people's uh, reactions to Times Square when they've never actually physically been there. Because it is a sight. Mm-hmm. Like, it is, it is its own, like thing and like like they had the the police horses were there outside the police station they were like this this horses the police have horses in manhattan like yeah they were like there's a church down that street like yeah there's there's people who live in the city like there are other things besides skyscrapers like new york is a, a you know a living city it was it was a wonderful i love that reaction uh but we, we had to get them to penn station which is where we were going anyway so uh it was great to give them a little extra tour and spend a little extra time with them and they all went to rome they want to uh, uh did a lot of money raise a lot of money for children's charities uh so congratulations to all of them um that is fantastic and uh, they all made it home safely uh, so it was great to see everybody, and it was, it was what a wonderful event, and, and hopefully it's the first of many. Uh, but then the following day, because they were always like, are you going to Rome? I'm like, no, I can't, because Play NYC is the following day, um, which which happened. Uh, it was in Chelsea. This was the first time in Chelsea. Uh, it was a new new event or venue, and a, it was a smaller venue this year. Um, I believe they're looking into going back to um, – the Metropolitan Pavilion, which is where they were in 2019, because that was a big open area. That was that was my favorite venue. But uh, they wanted to do something a little smaller this year because of, you know, still getting back from COVID. And uh, they were at capacity. They had no more room for boots. Uh, they had a really cool section. They had, they had one section for card games and board games, letting people try these brand new games and purchase them. They had a VR section with with created VR experiences just for Play NYC, uh, as well as brand new games coming out, and then they had a bunch of actual, you know, like standard video games across, you know, Nintendo's PlayStation, Xbox, and, and PC, and mobile. Uh, all different titles. There were some ones, the ones that stood out. Like uh, it was a game called Shoulders of Giants, which is like a 3D like shooter with a single player and multiplayer that was done by uh, Dodo Peak the developers of Dodo oh. Peak, and they recognized me. Uh, and they were like, oh, man, you know, we, we, we did an industry talk with you, so it was great to, to see you. And, and, you know, they recognized I wore the Nintendo Fuse shirt. So that was awesome uh, just to hang out with them, like, in person and have a chat with them. There was some other ones. It was, like, a rich game called Ritual Night, uh, which was, like, a Among Us kind of game, but, mm-hmm. like, Monsters in a Mansion, uh, which was just really cool. Uh, the... The Romance Vania was there, which was a Kickstarter I backed. That's getting a physical. Uh, it's a Castlevania, it's like Symphony of Night style game, but with uh, like romance visual novel style. Uh, the developers behind uh, Hyperlight Drifter, 
uh, Solar Ash and Hyperlife Breaker were there. Uh, so it was really cool to get to talk to them and, uh, and uh, see some more of like Solar Ash looks just amazing. So it was great to see that running and, and getting to try it, as well as a bunch of other smaller, you know, a lot, of, a lot of booths that were actually divided by two people, like two people sharing a booth, just like a solo developer, like here's the game I'm working on. And it was just really cool to, to you know, give the game a test and talk to them. And that, that's my favorite part of the event is you get to play someone's vision and someone's dream. And then you get to talk and say like, oh, I like this or I don't like this. And they're constantly writing down. They're constantly taking notes uh it was a smaller event and because of that this year i was able to see everything much quicker um which meant i didn't stay for the whole thing because it was there was an industry party afterwards i did not stay for the industry party because it was you know after i do, did like three hours of a six hour event and i was like i've seen everything do i want to spend an extra three hours here Every, you know i got to meet some people who won contest tickets I got to hang out with uh, some old friends that I met previously at uh, Play NYC, previous contest winners who were now in the media. Um, and then, of course, hanging out with, with Dan Butchko. It was always a pleasure to, to see him in person and hang out. Uh, what a wonderful event. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do next year with, with 2023 show. But if you live in the area or you can get to it, uh, it's absolutely worth going to, especially if you love indie games and, and seeing people's passion projects. Cool. Cool. Yeah, it was, uh, I, I told Barry this, this already, but it was, it was really funny for, uh, one of the Nintendo dads and I have been friends for a long time now. And it was really funny to see them two in a picture together, uh, like my worlds colliding. And I've known Barry longer than I've known Marty and, and I've known Barry longer than the Marty's known Barry yes. and yet they met together before I've ever met Barry in person. <laughs> <laughs> he, did, he did tell me that you sent him a message asking for him to buy you something from Nintendo New York. <laughs> because <laughs> he posted that he was there i was like hey if you happen to uh you know give me something i won't i won't uh turn it down <laughs> but I, I didn't tell him i was like hey i, I donated to your uh your charity stream where's my gift from nintendo new york <laughs> uh they were buying a lot of stuff like yeah poor uh, andros from nintendo dads came out with multiple bags worth of stuff it's <laughs> actually uh nintendo dads did do a video um, I don't know if you've seen it or not. I, I can link it. They did a little video from the event walking around. And, oh, I didn't. You know, I, I watched their, like, uh, their 400th episode, but I didn't, yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah, they did on their YouTube. It's on their YouTube. They did, they did a video uh, just walking around. And we were all just waiting for the Nintendo dads to get out. They come out of Nintendo New York. We're all like clapping for them. We're like, finally, you know, <laughs> we, can, we can get the show on the road. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it was just a blast. Like, like, what an event just to hang out. Like, it's just like, it, it, it definitely says you guys got to get out here so we can do a, a Nintendo Fuse gathering as that mm. Nintendo New York. It, it was kind of one of those things that all of a sudden I saw all everybody because I knew I knew they were going and I think I, I knew one other group was going. And then to see everybody together, I was like, oh, man, we should we should really think about planning something all together at some point. <laughs> so it was it was an experience. Maybe. maybe. So we'll see. Oh, uh, Jared, you're so kind. He said he'll pick me up something next time he's there. Yeah, Jared. Jared's always at Nintendo New York. He goes to Nintendo New York all the time. Jared's getting he gets stuff like he pulls some really cool Nintendo memorabilia and some different stuff all the time. Like every time he posts stuff all the time online, I'm like, that's really cool. I don't know where you found that, but that is really awesome. So he's he's always finding some really cool stuff. 
Well, let's uh, move on to some headlines, uh, some quick stories we want to make sure that you know in the Nintendo world, and Greg's going to kick us off. All right, so um, Splatoon 3 is going to have be having another Splatfest, and this one's actually going to be Pokemon-themed. So for this Splatfest, you can choose to start with like the grass-type... Uh, I probably going to be butchering these names just like uh, Steve likes to butcher <laughs> names. The Sprigarito, the Fire-type uh, <laughs> Fukoko, or the Water-type uh, Quaxley. So um, represent your votes in Splatoon 3 and may the best starter win and look forward to the release of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet coming up uh, next week. And uh, we talked quite a bit already in this podcast about Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope. Steve and I both love the game. And Ubisoft is giving us more content with the season pass. They finally announced uh, what they will be. So DLC 1, which is coming in early 2023, is going to be called the Tower of Doom. Uh, We'll face your doom in a new combat game mode. And in the game, the fortune teller of doom will send you into challenging battles. So this will probably be just like kind of what they did at the end of the first game where there was just some extra challenging battles. Uh, DLC 2 is going to be a brand new a little scenario where heroes will confront the mysterious foe. And the mysterious foe uh, resembles, I'm not going to say spoils here, I don't want to spoil it, but it resembles a statue that you see towards the end of the game. So if you play the game, you might recognize this, uh, this new character they showed off. And then DLC 3 is going to be a brand new, full, separate scenario, much like the Donkey Kong scenario. That's going to include Rayman, Rabbid Peach, and Rabbid Mario together. And uh, I don't know how long it's going to be, but if the Donkey Kong uh, DLC was any indication, this is going to be a good, meaty chunk of content. Nice. Well, also, uh, Nintendo just announced today that uh, that we're going to have another Indie World Showcase coming up on November 9th. So as we're recording this on November 7th, it's just a couple days away on November 9th at 9 a.m. Pacific time for roughly 25 minutes of information on upcoming indie games headed to the Nintendo Switch. And uh, yeah, you can watch that on their YouTube channel. And of course, we'll be discussing it in our Discord as well. And I've already talked about the Splatoon 3 going Pokemon, but um, we actually do have more information coming from Pokemon uh, Scarlet and Violet. There's going to be a new trailer that they will be releasing tomorrow. So if you want to see one last trailer before the game comes out, be sure to stay tuned to the official Pokemon YouTube channel. Nice, nice. Greg, any thoughts about uh, any other stories before we move on to what's coming up? Not really too much the comment, at least this time around, like the Splatoon 3 Splatfest probably won't be jumping into there by then or jumping into that game by then um, to really participate in that. Um, I am excited for the new Pokemon game, so I'm probably going to avoid the trailer to avoid spoilers. So probably that won't fit there either. Um, I did get like the gold um, bundle for the original Mario and Rabbids for like that DLC content. So I don't know if I'll wait to see if they do a bundle for this or. Yeah, they did already Mm -hmm. physical out. Yep. Yeah. So then I'll probably wait to see if how much I like the game after I start playing it and by any evidence by YouTube really liking it, I probably will as well. So it might look into buying that DLC. And then, yeah, it's always great to see another, indie content or whatever i'm 
always look forward to seeing those and we already got a discussion topic for our next podcast. <laughs> yep. <laughs> How about you, Barry? Uh, yeah. So of course, indie world, I, I'm going to look forward to watching and, and I'm always excited to see new indie titles. And like Greg said, we'll, we'll be covering it next podcast. I'm sure. Um, Mario and rabbits. I, I did get the gold pat, like the gold, uh, physical, so I've already redeemed my code for the Go Pass. So I will get the DLC, whether I play each of them, you know, early, mid, and and fall, uh, 2023. Whether I play them individually or whether I wait till they're all done, uh, depends on 2023 and what what life, you know, hands me and how many games there are uh, out that I want to play. But if I could fit it in, you know, some little gaps, I might do that. Uh, Splatoon 3, I haven't, yeah, I have, but I'm, I haven't played, so I'm not going to touch the Splatfest. But good luck if you do enter. And uh, like Greg, I'm already sold on Scarlet and Violet. Super looking forward to it. Uh, I don't need to see another trailer. I'm, I'm already, it's, it's done for me. I'm, I'm <laughs> getting it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I went with you guys with, with Splatoon 3. I'm, I'm. That's cool. But I haven't. I don't actually even have the game. Um, Mario and Rabbids that yeah DLC is going to be great. I uh, was uh, really excited to see that the review code that I got from Ubisoft uh, does include all the DLC as well. So I'll be able to cover that as well when that comes out. And uh, really excited to especially play the the Rayman stuff. Um, of course, we got to wait a whole year uh, for that. But uh, it was really cool to talk with the associate producer, um, Quentin Corrigy, um, which we have a, a interview with him on our on our YouTube channel with me and him uh, and just seeing him light up when I asked him about Rayman was really cool because that was that's part of his own gaming history. He loved Rayman. And so being able to to work on that and bring him back in the rabbit's world and all that stuff, it, he was really excited about it. Um, couldn't go into any detail, of course, um, about uh, the DLC because they're still they were still wrapping up um, this game, but they're really, really excited about that. And uh, and that's that's awesome when you can see the people that are working on the game are that excited um, that that tells you it's, it's going to be a great experience. Um, and then, yeah, excited, always excited to see Indie World stuff. Uh, I think one of the coolest things that Nintendo's done um, is is lean into Indies. And there's always going to be, you know, some crazy stuff that. I'm going to, we're going to see that like, that's awesome. I never thought about, you know, that being a game, I got to check that out. And there's other games that I'm like, that's awesome, but I'm, it's, I'm not into it, but that's really cool still. Um, and then there's probably going to be some other stuff that I'm gonna, like, I don't know what that is and I don't care. Um, so indie worlds are always great. Uh, and Pokemon, uh, I, I'm excited about that game, but my, my excitement has dropped recently. Why? I think cause other games that I got into that really took really Mario and Rapids, um, but other games that like that, that like took my attention away from Pokemon. So I, yeah, I but need you're to, like, with Mario and Rapids. Yeah, I know. I, I'm not, I'm not saying I, I'm not excited. I'm just like, I had it for a while. It was like, Oh, the thing I'm looking forward to the thing I'm looking forward to. And then all of a sudden, like a couple other games snuck in and, and took my attention away from it. And so I wasn't like, Oh, Pokemon, Pokemon, Pokemon for the last couple months. <laughs> so that's, that's all I'm saying. So I will say so one thing get... about the, I was gonna say with the Rayman uh, DLC, the one thing I'm really upset about is that you're paired like the DK had you with DK and uh, cranky with uh, a rabid cranky with uh, rabid peach only. And this has rabid peach and rabid Mario only, but it, no Mario and Rayman together. Mm -hmm. 
like I wanted to see real Mario and Rayman together for the first time, but we we don't get that for for some weird reason. Maybe I mean it's also a year away, so who knows? Yeah, I was gonna say like I know the last like Indies thing wasn't like that one the super heavy on like the farming thing. So do we want to like pick no, a that genre was that direct? Oh, that was the Nintendo Direct. That's a full on direct. Was, <laughs> was like the last indie one, didn't wasn't there like a something for that too? Like maybe it wasn't the farming, but I wasn't it like a different like kind of genre that was kind of overrepresented like quite a lot. RPGs, I think, maybe just in general, maybe. No, the RPGs can never be overrepresented. <laughs> <laughs> too many Possible. swords. Too many swords. No, there's no such thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I can't remember, yeah. but but I I know what you're talking about, Greg, but I can't remember the details. Yeah, it's yeah, it was the Nintendo Direct. Unfortunately, I thought of with the farming thing, but I just thought it'd be fun if we had like a prediction on which genres and get overrepresented in the mm. indie direct. Could See, be. and that's funny because so many people are like, oh, Harvestella are you know farming, and and honestly, it's such a minor part. Like, it's a fu- like don't sleep on that game. That game is really good, mm. like really good, like exceeded all my expectations. That's good to hear. Yeah, I don't know. I, I the they did talk more about the farming, but you know, like you, but also other playthroughs and stuff I've seen, and I clearly it's not the key component, but it did kind of seem like that from from that footage. That yeah, they time. made it seem like that, but but it's just like you wake up in the morning and you you do tend to your stuff really really quickly. That's your big money maker, but quests give you a crap ton of money. You'll spend more time questing and doing side stuff for for people and and dungeons and fighting and there's like a whole bunch of different class systems and the more you fight with the job you get points to spend how you want to upgrade like a skill tree each job gets its own skill tree you have three jobs equipped at a time so you could swap between them uh, and there's like it seems like there's 12 jobs in the game like it's very detailed it definitely give it a try does it the demo is one of those that carries over too mm, that's cool. Jaster uh, says that he remembers one indie showcase that the theme was post-apocalyptic games. Maybe yeah, I remember that Maybe one. that's the one you're thinking of, Greg. I don't know. Yeah, quite possibly, yeah. Maybe. That might have been the last one, which was, whatever, like August or something it was. Something like that, I think. Yeah, because it's really all we got in the summer. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's, uh, we're in, in just a second, we're going to look at the games that are going to be coming up over the next couple weeks. But before we do that, if you have not subscribed to us on Twitter, we just want to remind you to do that. You can find us over there at Nintendo Fuse on Twitter. And if you've not joined our Discord, we would love to have you over there on our Discord. The link is on the screen, but also in the show notes and the YouTube description. Uh, just uh, click over there and join and join the conversation. Uh, you can talk about all the stuff we talked about tonight uh, on the podcast, but also so much more. But let's turn our attention to what's coming up over the next couple of weeks. Our next live recording is going to be on November 21st, 2022. But until then, we've got a few games that are coming out. Um, some of the notable ones are coming out uh, tomorrow. Sonic Frontiers coming out on November 8th. Also, Oddworld Soulstorm, which we talked about earlier, also on November 8th. Resident Evil 2 Cloud Edition coming out on November 11th. Also, Atari 50th Anniversary Celebration comes out on November 11th. That's one that I did not see coming, and uh, it's kind of exciting. But crazy to think that Atari's been around for 50 years as well, I guess. Um, or maybe it's just the 
celebration. I don't know, but it said 50 anniversary celebration. So I'm assuming 50 years. Uh, Resident Evil 3 Cloud Edition comes out on November 18th. And then, of course, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet comes out on November 18th as well. And just after the next podcast on November 22nd, Just Dance 2023. And this is, of course, Just Dance's uh, new foray into what's going to be the new franchise that they're going to be building upon over the next, uh, well, whoever, however knows how long it's going to go, whether they're going to just release song updates basically every year instead of a brand new game. It's just going to be building upon this, this whole uh, franchise and, and database of songs from here forward. So on November 22nd, that's when that all starts. So Greg, any uh, games uh, that's brand new games that you're excited about or going to be playing some on the backlog this next couple weeks? Well, I definitely am excited for the Pokemon games, but I believe that will probably be something that I get, for Christmas, just because I like that we've done that with like Diamond and Pearl last year, with like my dad getting that like both those for both me and my daughter. So I had already requested Scarlet and Violet be those games this year. So unfortunately, I might have to wait until December to play them. But um, definitely very hyped for them to begin with. But private in terms of what I'm playing, it'll be mostly just more backlog games as I have. It just keeps growing bigger and bigger and. There's always more games to play. There's <laughs> always really need, played. Yeah, I do need to dive into that. Um, I ended up did buying a darn like new copy of the game. I just need to put it in. Which I've game? been Xenoblade Three. Oh yes, I'm so happy. <laughs> I was like, I don't think Barry really caught what you said. <laughs> I didn't hear it. It didn't come through. Yeah, so I did buy the actual like new version of the game because i was tired of looking for an old one but like since like the last podcast it's just been trying to cover these review games in time and everything like the games that get provided i've unfortunately take precedence over those so um i don't think we'll really i don't know if we have a game chat for next time or if i have a code for one but hopefully should have some xenoblade time in for before next podcast nice nice that's gonna make barry very very happy <laughs> Very happy indeed. Uh, Jakester says he's going to finish uh, the Pokemon special episodes and start the legendary hunt and continue Mother 3 and Paper Mario. So if you're in the chat, be sure to let us know what you guys are going to be playing over the next couple weeks. Jakester also said that he had his prediction for the next Indie World. No Hollow Knight or uh, no Hollow Knight Silk Song. Um, maybe. Maybe we will see in a couple of days. Barry, we're going to be playing over the next couple of weeks. Uh, I am going to be finishing Harvestella, and depending on when I finish Harvestella, will determine if I start Sonic Frontiers or God of War or save that time for Pokemon and then play those titles afterwards. Because I know Pokemon's getting my attention on the 18th. And I've got a, uh, you know, two weeks or a week and a half till then. And I figured at this point in Harvestella, I would probably be on chapter four or five out of nine, if not further. And chapter three just opened up and there's so much to do and there's so many quests. And I'm I'm just having so much fun that it's like, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to enjoy this. I'm not going to try to rush this. I'm just going to enjoy this game uh, and have fun with it. And then I'll get to those other games when I get to them. 
Um, there was there was two other big games that you, you didn't mention. One uh, for me at least, Neo Geo Pocket Color Collection Two, oh. which has the the first U.S. release for the well, it came out digitally standalone, but it's part of this as well. The Mega Man Neo Geo game, which was only released in Japan, which is a uh, Neo Geo Pocket Color version of the two arcade Mega Man games, the Power Battle and the Power Fighters. So that's really cool to see that getting out there and getting a, a physical release for the U.S. And then, then Tactics Ogre Reborn, which is a, a fantastic, uh, you know, strategy, turn-based strategy game. Um, right up Greg's alley. Um, great to see that game come back for the Switch. That's cool. That's cool. Jared also says he's excited for Sonic tomorrow and then Pokemon as well. Um, yeah, I think uh, of the the games we haven't talked about uh, yet, um, I am interested. I'm a sucker for old Atari games. I think it's because I never actually owned an Atari, and I think it's just that sort of thing. So every once in a while, I'll buy one of those collections. They put it out, and I, I probably own like so many different copies of Atari collections over the years. But <laughs> but yeah, celebrating 50th anniversary, I, I, I'll have to look more into that because that, that kind of... It hit me by surprise when I was looking through the the list of games earlier. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not sure if I'm going to get Pokemon right away, um, but I'll eventually be getting it uh, like, kind of like Greg. So it, it, at some point I'll be playing the game. I just don't know if it would be one of those day one purchases or not. Um, but yeah, there's, there's several games. I mean, I got to go back to Life is Strange 2 at, at some point. <laughs> I'm going to get back to that game. Um, but then there's so many games. There's there's so many games and and there are like that we've had several indies recently, like Greg said too, like the of codes we've gotten or different ones that have been uh, sent over to me. I've got several I feel like that we keep getting that are like unsolicited and sent over and I, I didn't do want to check them out and stuff like that. So um, we'll report on those on on future podcasts too, if any of them are worth mentioning or maybe they're not worth mentioning at all, except for hey, just skip this game by the way. Um, <laughs> But uh, we'll make sure that we give some updates on those on future podcasts. Like we said, our next one is going to be recorded live on November 21st, 2022. We'd love for you to jump in that uh, a few days before Thanksgiving here in in the United States. Do you guys guys get any big plans for Thanksgiving? Just eating a lot of turkey. Yeah, it was probably just going to be time with the family, at least on uh, Thursday uh, Friday, I'll, I'll have some little bit of time with my daughter, and then we'll be probably just playing like Roblox and setting up Christmas stuff and whatnot. And the weekend will just be whatever. I probably catch up on some games or whatever. I don't know if I have any immediate plans for that weekend after. But nice, nice, Barry. How about you? Uh, for Thanksgiving proper, I actually don't have plans this year. Um, because usually my father-in-law comes up for Thanksgiving, but he's actually coming up two days after he's coming up that Saturday. Hmm. So we're actually going to be doing our Thanksgiving on that weekend. So I might, might maybe another family member will go visit or something on Thanksgiving proper, but we'll, our, our Thanksgiving will be the weekend after. And, uh, then they'll be here for like a week and a half and he's bringing his girlfriend. So she's never been to New York. So again, we're going to be doing a lot of those. Let's nice. go to New York things, go to the world, you know, the nine 11 museum and, and go different places in Manhattan and you know, Times Square and show off all that again. Cause 
it's it's just it's great to see people get to experience that for the first time yeah. because it's it's just it's really majestic yeah. especially christmas time you mm-hmm. get the tree and you know the lights up and it's 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 a whole new <laughs> way to experience it, it is it is for sure did you ever go to the thanksgiving parade <clears throat> i did not because really? i like I like watching it on the TV. Okay. I do not need to stand out there. And just like I did, I've never done New Year's at Times Square because I'm oh. not going to stand out there all day. No, no. <laughs> I, I, I definitely would never do that. But the, the Thanksgiving parade is fun. It's I mean, it's definitely not something I would do. I mean, we, we did it twice when we were in the Northeast and um, and that was good. It was something to do like every several years, but I enjoy it watching it on TV, but it's, it is kind of cool to be there. And there's definitely, <clears throat> there are areas that you can be that you don't have to be up there all night long and freezing your butt off the whole time and all that stuff that you can, you can get a, a little bit away from the crowds and show up at like five in the morning, four or five in the morning instead of staying out all night long as well. So, but well, yeah, it's, cool. it's yeah. a, it's a good experience. My first experience, it rained on us, right? Like at the tail end of it. And it was just, uh, it was gross. Like New York on the rain is not fun. Um, no. especially like that kind of rain. It was cold rain. It was just gross and nothing's open on Thanksgiving. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we grabbed dinner or lunch at some, some restaurant. And then we went to the M&M store and oh, then yeah. we were like, there's nothing else to do. Everything else is closed or closing really soon. And we ended up heading back home soon. But the next time we stayed for a few days, stayed the whole weekend. And, and that was, that was a fun experience. Um, yeah, I was, I was pleasantly surprised when I was just in the city uh, because like, you know, everything's going up, but right across the street from Madison square garden, literally across the street, still 99 cent pizza place, fresh, hot pie, 99 cents, a slice, uh, delicious. If you want toppings, it's a dollar fifty to get a topping, a slice. It was nice. like, oh my god, this is like going back to like the late nineties, early two thousands price. I love this. That's like awesome. this, it, I I would eat that all the time because because New York pizza, which I love, but like a dollar slice, like yeah. right across from Madison Square Garden, you would think it would be so much more expensive than right outside of Penn Station. I was like, this is perfect. I love New York. <laughs> you can't beat it. Like the, you can't beat that price. <laughs> cool. Well, Greg, uh, anything other other things happening in your life uh, want to talk about before the for the next podcast on the twenty first? Um, not. I mean, a lot going on. I mean, obviously for premium edition games, we got series five like for pre order. So be sure to check those out and put in your orders and everything. And obviously, if you want are a store or something and you want to distribute games, definitely reach out to distribution at premiumeditiongames dot com and we'll set up a deal for you to carry some games into your store um but else outside of the those kinds of updates pretty much not really a whole lot going on i'll hopefully be able to have some time to play some more games finally as my list has been kind of lower these last few podcasts hmm. nice barry you still on your podcast tour uh yeah i'm still doing some <laughs> I, I don't i don't even remember what what i'm up on now i got one uh, I just did one for specifically a game. I did, I did two actually. I did for specifically games. Did uh, one for Chrono Cross, which is coming out soon. Uh, I think this week. And I did one for uh, Radiant Historia, which is also I think coming out this week. And then I've won this Friday uh, for Donkey Kong Country Three, uh, which is really cool. These these are certain podcasts they just do specifically just talk about a game. Uh, so I'm like, oh, these are fun. So I've been doing some of those, and I do have some in the coming weeks. 
uh, to go back and you know visit some some friends, which is great to always go back and to previous podcasts and you know visit friends and hang out. Uh, so you'll see me there. And like Greg said, series five for premium edition, we extended it because so many people were like, oh, we want to be have an overlap of the two halves. So we said, all right, we hear you. Uh, and of course, November sixteenth, we've got Raji uh, the enhanced edition as well as they believe Pixels going. Um, when we just also announced that the uh, collector's edition of Raji will be included, which has that art book that they uh, they kept making. It's a 128-page art book. It's freaking huge. Uh, we put it all on a slip cover as well as we added some extra shadow puppets to that edition. Uh, those will be very limited, but we wanted to make sure that you know we did something really special for this title. And uh, they they kept working on the art book, so we couldn't say no. But uh, definitely check it out. We are... Uh, doing smaller prints. Uh, we're still going to do like the open pre-order kind of deal, but we uh, we are going to do smaller prints going forward with with uh, the first printing having the slipcase and the sleeve. So if you want that, that is make sure to pre-order because there's no guarantee you will get that mm -hmm. afterwards in a second chance. Mm -hmm. um, so we 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 really want you know make sure everyone has what they want with that. Nice, nice. Yeah, I think uh, the next couple of weeks is going to be be getting ready for all the holiday season and stuff like that for me. So hopefully I'll continue to find some time for gaming and in, in the midst of life getting probably pretty busy over the next couple of weeks, but uh, hopefully I'll, I'll find some time in there. Uh, but yeah, like we're going to be back on live for the next episode on November 21st. So like I said, if you haven't ever joined us live, be sure to do that record at 8 30 PM Eastern time, 5 30 PM Pacific time. And we're streaming live on Twitch and YouTube and would love for you to jump on there. And if you are new to the podcast and you have not subscribed on your favorite podcast app, we'd encourage you to do that as well. And also, if you're watching on YouTube or Twitch, subscribe, follow us, uh, hit that bell also on YouTube to be alerted every time we go live, every time we post a new video and share this with other Nintendo gamers in your life, other gamers in general, but we talk a lot about Nintendo. So uh, if you know anybody else uh, in your life, friends, family that would also enjoy this kind of discussion, be sure to share the podcast with them as well. We'll see you on social media. We'll see you on the Discord. And also we'll see you live in a couple weeks. But until then, happy gaming, everybody. Have a good one. See you next time. <laughs>